Good hello. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> Good day to you. I always find the beginnings of these really awkward. <laughs> I know, it's the hardest thing to do. I was, maybe one day we'll release a special episode of just all of the awkward beginnings yeah. that we do. Yeah. Because we, it's, I, you cut it in a way that is just normal. But every week we always have this like awkward like... It's not just ready? we um, like get on a call and just go it's like okay let's do levels okay are you ready to start no my keyboard's broken <laughs> yeah oh boo i can't record i don't know how i fucked this up maybe on halloween we should release an episode where, with all of the the the, gr- the gruesome bits at the start of the episode oh yeah. yeah all of the uncut bits the the podcast horrors yeah I yeah. like it. Do you know, actually, speaking of, I'm just going to... You just waffle for a bit. Okay. I'm just going to put a message in the group chat so that they know that I'm podcasting. Oh. Rather than just being generally inconsiderate. See, I want people to wonder what time we are actually recording this. Because obviously you're listening to this post-Sunday evening, whether it be on the Sunday evening mm. or after Sunday. But for us, it's a very different time. Um, so Ed's having to message his housemates to tell him that he is recording. Um, I'm going to reveal it in episode, actually. It's nine o'clock. Well, we, we meant to start at nine. It's now 9.20 in the morning on a Saturday. Um, so that's productivity for you, as I think. Um, but yeah, God, I, I don't know how I, how I love waffling, Ed. I'm not going to lie to you. You did a really good job of waffling. That was very scary. That, the, <laughs> that was... the support of Edward. <laughs> Do you know, I once had to... Um, well, so I used to host the, the concerts at school, which mm. we didn't have We didn't have plays. So every time I say, like, I used to host the concerts at school, people don't seem to quite understand the gravitas I know. of the situation. I, I kind of get it. We used to have concerts at schools, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was it's a big thing. Big thing mm. with the concerts mm. at school. And... Um, there was always, without fail, massive, long, awkward gaps mm. because, like, bands would refuse to get on when they were meant to get on and get, like, sorting out. So what? they would, like, they would wait. I would go on after the previous act. Mm. I would say my little spiel, mm. and then I'd introduce the band, and that's when they'd walk on. And mm. I was like, no. The reason I've gone floor, on and yeah. spoken is to give you time to set up. Yeah. That's anyway. so silly. So oh, um, that's sixteen-year-olds for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. they are. I'm. A, I'm a king waffler. I once managed to get the audience to sing "London's Burning" in a four-part round. <laughs> um, purely well, as, as waffle, as host, <laughs> as host, just to that's just to kind talent. of kill time. That is a talent. Wow. It was good fun. It yeah, was good fun. I don't have that skill within me. I'm very much in social situations, especially. I, I'm the complete opposite. If I have nothing to say, I will just be quiet <laughs> and silent and just sit in the corner. <laughs> well, to be fair, especially in this situation specifically, and most social situations, it would be weird if you started trying to get people to sing London's Burning <laughs> in the round. So I, I applaud you for your silence. <laughs> I think that'd be kind of fun, don't you think? Maybe. Just conversation has died down in the pub and you have you know four or five people and you're like hang on a minute i know what to do here <laughs> just okay folks let's sing london's, london's burning. burning yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> I might try that. Anyway, how you been, Edward? How's your week been? I've been good. It's a good week. It's um last week I felt like I kind of stolen my way through the week. This week I feel like I've slightly earned my place a little bit more. Aww. Um and I woke up this morning, I was gonna put on normal human clothes, but instead I put on my really cozy clothes. Because yeah. I just thought you know, we're podcasting, it's a cozy Saturday morning it for is. us. So Yeah, I've got Why my not? cozy socks on. So we're hang on, let me sorry, me and Ed are on FaceTime recording <laughs> this, so I have to show him my socks. <laughs> <laughs> Cozy oh gosh, socks. I didn't see your cozy socks because that half of your screen was cut off. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. There's something fluffy, even more polka dotty. Yeah, I was gonna say there's something more cozy about a polka dot sock. Yeah, yeah. It really adds. It's something. a science. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I love cozy socks so much, yeah. and I think they're mm. when like people get them for Christmas and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, thanks." No, but I want more. I every day. I relate more and more to Dumbledore. Honestly, <laughs> I love cozy socks and I think they should be gifted yeah. more. They should be gifted more. I wholeheartedly agree. I, do you know, I, I, it's, it's become a bit of a tradition in my family that I get a, a mug mm. every year mm. at Christmas. And um, I do think socks would be a nice addition to that now. I, there is a moment in anybody's life when a mug or socks is uh, switches from being a painful thing to be gifted to yeah. being the best thing you yes. could be gifted. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm definitely in the new best thing to be gifted yeah. category. They're useful, they're practical, they are, you know, you use them frequently so they can be a sentimental item on a regular basis. You can be reminded of the people who gifted them to you. Honestly, yeah. ideal present. Ideal present. And also, I wholeheartedly you can agree. show people that you still know them, like, well, based on the type of design on the sock or mug, but you also yeah. know that they like to keep things practical. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a practical, handy thing to have. Mm -hmm. And I think more people should give them out. Yeah, I agree. I think we should start a movement, Ed. Um, let's call it Reclaim the Bad Presents. <laughs> and and make them good. I don't know. I'm not great at starting yeah. movements, despite like being <laughs> from Stroud, where Extinction Rebellion started. Uh, Is I'm, that true? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So Extinction well, maybe they Rebellion just took all of the... started in a in a in a cafe in Stroud. Uh, wow. Shout out to Starney's Cafe. Um, yeah. That's where it all began, and yeah. nobody knows. Nobody knows because Stroud. Maybe Tinchy Strider was involved. <laughs> Oh God! I'm just gonna let that one sit and settle in people's <laughs> brains, like, just, yeah. Why did Ed bring up Tinchy Strider? Yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> let you wonder that. Maybe people can do their own research. No, Stroud is a very interesting place. I feel like I haven't actually talked about it on the podcast before, actually. No, you haven't. Uh, give us. Can you give us a bit of an introdu introduction into Stroud? Okay, so a Stroud introduction. Stroud introduction. Stroud is based in the Cotswolds in the Five Valleys. Um, its closest city would probably be Gloucester or Cheltenham. Um, we're in Gloucestershire, so okay. um, although it's also kind of close to Cirencester as well, which is the heart of the Corinium. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I believe. I'm going to pretend I know what the Corinium is. Believe the capital of the Corinium, the Corinium, or does Corinium mean capital? I just know that it 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 was a very important place back in the Roman times, basically. Oh, I yeah. see. Yeah, we did a whole thing on it in a in in like year two. We went to the Corinium Museum, but I've forgotten huh. most of it because I was five. So yeah. <clears throat> anyway, I'm probably wholly disinterested by history. Yeah. Uh, Kind of, not really. I loved it, but then oh. also it just didn't stay in my brain ever. Yeah. Never. Okay, this is fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, Stroud, based <laughs> in the Five Valleys. Um, I feel like I'm selling it. Um, I'm not trying to sell it. I'm. I'm really not. Um, it's a lovely place to go, uh, to visit. Um, it's got a train station, and nice. it's it's on the um Great Western Railway line. Uh, from Swindon. So if you go, if you want to go from London Paddington, <laughs> you go from London Paddington to Swindon, and then change at Swindon to go to Stroud. Yeah. I like I like the Great Western Railway line. Yeah, I can do a good impression actually. Well, I say that now. If I say it's a good impression, it will it will not be a good impression. I have. What's it an impression of? The trains <laughs> or the voiceover? The vo- <laughs> not the train. <laughs> That's my no, best impression. The voiceover. I will say, I don't think I can do a very good impression of it now, but I have been known to be somewhat all right at it. Um, <clears throat> hang on. <clears throat> I'm getting ready. <clears throat> oh, Ed, would it... How annoying would it be to put uh, like a little reverb on this thing? <laughs> oh, no, I will put reverb Yay! on this. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> we'll make note of the time. <clears throat> the next train to arrive at platform one will be the... 1038 Great Western Railway service to London Paddington. This service will be calling at Swindon. Reading. Oh, I've forgotten the order. Fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Swindon. Oh, yeah. Didcot Parkway, Reading, and London Paddington. Yay! That's so good. It's just all right. I mean. That is, no, that is so good. <laughs> it's. It's uh, not as good as your voiceover voice, Edward, but um, yes. I don't know why I keep calling you Edward at the moment. This is, no, no, no. This I is, like it. I, I don't know if you're one of those people who only are called Edward if you've done something naughty or... Well, no, no, no. I'm definitely not. I think, well, I'm never naughty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. I've always quite enjoyed a nickname, but never really had one. So... Um, you can call me whatever you like, to be honest. Mm. There's um, a, a, a friend in third year, shout out to Sophie, who calls me Teddy. Aww, and I love that. Oh, that is very sweet. My brother once threatened to call me Teddy. And I say threatened because he meant it in a very caring and affectionate way. <laughs> but what came out was just a kind of backhanded compliment. He's, well, so he said, he said, I'm going to call you Teddy because you're, you're big, round and squishy and, and nice to hug. And I was like... <laughs> Thank you, I think. I think. <laughs> um, I feel fat shamed, <laughs> but but warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> so <Sweet>. thank you. <laughs> 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 Have we introduced the tweet game before? Oh, let's yeah, let's tell. I mean, I'm sure a few of our listeners are very familiar with it anyway. But um, obviously, in college. Um, me and a group of friends did this this game called the tweet game and I've now introduced it to a fair number of people and it's basically where you um, 
say well when people are in normal conversation saying some things that are you know maybe somewhat questionable or a bit weird out of context you just say tweet at them after they said it and they are forced to tweet the thing that was just said which is sorry <coughs> had to sneeze there that was it was just so funny um and <laughs> no so and they are forced to tweet what was just said out of context um and um often it can result in some very uh interesting tweets yeah. <laughs> we've had to stop tweeting on our personal accounts because they are just um, sometimes abhorrent yeah just <laughs> nasty yeah <laughs> nasty yeah well what's interesting is because there when you first introduced me to this game there was a rule that was you could say saved and and you yes. don't have to tweet it but the now that we've there's a separate account which the tweets go on to mm. i don't think anybody really minds they yeah. if, in fact it's quite a nice feeling when you say something that somebody tells you to tweet yeah. afterwards <laughs> so you almost push the boundaries for yeah. the sake of pushing the boundaries <laughs> now and we um we follow every member part of the account and also leonardo DiCaprio just for the hell of it just for the hell of it. just for the hell of because, it because well he's a big fan of our tweets yeah. obviously Yes. Leo Decap. It motivates him daily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a big fan. Yeah. He's a big fan. Ever since the bear attack in Revenant, he's been <laughs> he's been a real fan of these spam tweet accounts. I haven't watched the Revenant. I really do need to. No, I don't recommend it. I thought oh. it was a dreadful, dreadful film. Really? Interesting. And you know, sorry if if Leo Decap is listening. Sorry, Leo. I think that Leonardo DiCaprio should have won an Oscar for the vast majority of the other films that he has mm. done. I think the one film I would not have given him the Oscar for was The Revenant. Yeah, which is not what because got it his for. acting was bad, mm. but because especially that year there were so many other things that I just was like, this is really deserving of yeah. an Oscar. This is why you give people Oscars when they deserve it, so you don't have to feel guilty about yeah. not giving them an Oscar when they. Don't necessarily. Don't necessarily. It. Yeah, when it's not quite so fit. Catch me if you can is my favourite Leonardo oh, DiCaprio film. Oh, I need to film. watch that. God, and I've not been there. on a spree of Leo films. I really do need to do that. Well, we have a young Leo on our course. <laughs> he will kill you for saying that. <laughs> Shout out to Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we tell him we mentioned him on the podcast just for that to be the whole thing? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we should. Moved on. <laughs> hey, you should listen to our latest episode. We mentioned you. We mentioned you by name. Yeah, yeah. We still haven't done that. I feel like we've threatened that in the last two episodes okay. as well. So this episode, we will be messaging our friends, yeah. telling them that we mentioned them in said episode, um, and they will reach this bit and realise it was all a, a, a terrible, terrible plot. It was all them. a lie. Yeah, to get them to listen. Well, I might even get some audio. I'm going. I'm going to interview them. I'm going to record an interview with them. Yeah. And then I'll take some audio sound bites uh -huh. of their response. So, but I'll make sure I interview them before they listen to the podcast. Right. So that they are just like making up this fake reaction to being excited about <laughs> being on the podcast. And then. Um, and then they'll listen to it and they'll feel silly and I'll put I'll put them all in in episode five. Yeah, some uh, some of the some of the episodes. This is the one they listen to, and the next one is the one they get to be in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if you keep hearing my chair squeaking. No, it's good. You've got to embrace the squeak. Yeah, it's it's very loud. I'm I'm not I'm not loving it. I need to get a little screw in it. I have to say, I am jealous because you've got a comfortable chair. Do you not have a comfortable chair? No, my chair. I don't, who did I say this to? It, I, it looks like an Art Deco interpretation <laughs> of a baseball glove, <laughs> and it's just so uncomfortable. <laughs> it comes halfway up your lower back, and that's the only back support you get. Oh. And you just kind of sit, being awkwardly kind of hugged in the bum yeah. by this kind of brown leather chair. It's, it's not. Well, it's I will say, it. my chair is kind of comfortable until you lean back on it, and then it's because cause it's broken. It just hang on. Let me do a demonstration. I will now demonstrate uh, for Ed on Facetime. Yeah, that I can't. I have I to have fell. a sturdy back on a chair. Yeah. Well, he's and actually, I think i sat in your chair last time i was at your house mm. and um it it gave me a, a mild anxiety yeah <laughs> um, because the back is broken so you're like oh this is quite stretchy and flexible and then yeah. you look underneath and you're like ah it's because it's missing a screw yeah mm. yeah Sorry. so that isn't a design feature then no it's it's not a design feature um, okay. Edward, I want to get back onto Stroud. I feel like I didn't like oh, yeah, fully, sorry. fully sell the, the place. No, well, can do you, w- would you be so kind as to tell us the Titchy Strider story? Um, or is I this for like Stroudites this is, only? This is, this is a private story. I okay, like this is fair enough. Exclusive. If you meet me in person, ask me for the Titchy Strider story. Okay, um, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So you know, it's a little nugget you can you can wait for if you see me in person. Well, what would be the top three tourist destinations in Stroud for you then? Um, Druggy Park. Druggy Park. Okay. Yep. Um. Do you have to do drugs if you're visiting Druggy Park? No, you just have to kind of be in the vibe of it. You know. Okay. Yeah. You just have to be vibing with Druggy Park. Yeah. Um, Curio Lounge, which is like the only good place in Stroud. <laughs> what is Curio Lounge? It's just like an. It, did you know Cozy Club? Yeah. It's like that basically. It's okay. the lounge chain, which is in the southwest, which is almost identical to Cozy Club. Oh, I see. And it's the only like really nice place in Stroud, I think. Um, nice. And the farmers market on a Saturday. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Farmer's Market is a good shout. Yeah. It is re- it is very sweet, actually, and there's lots of fresh produce. Nice. Um, but, I yeah, that's pretty much the... T- <laughs> and, again, Druggy Park doesn't really count because it's just a park. Everywhere yeah, has hey. parks. <laughs> no, but, you know, sometimes parks have a certain oeuvre that sets them apart. Yes, and that one is ketamine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know something interesting about Stroud is that when Brexit happened there was a movement in Stroud to make Stroud like somewhat independent from the rest of the UK an independent state an independent EU governed state of Stroud the People's Republic of Stroud well I like this about Stroud I like that Stroud says look we've got climate change let's let's create a world changing organisation uh, or they say, look, the UK is coming out of the EU. Let's stay as an independent <laughs> state within the EU, within the UK, which is no longer in the EU. 
I appreciate Stroud for this. I do have to clarify, it wasn't like every person in Stroud was like, let's be independent. It was a small, loud minority of people. <laughs> but it was still to the point where one day I was kind of minority. on the on the train and and the train announcer started going, we are now approaching Stroud. He, he went, we are now approaching the People's Republic of Stroud. And I almost <laughs> fell out of my seat because what? <laughs> How? Hello? Was was he in on it or was it like, was I, that official policy? I don't know. No, it wasn't official policy because that was the first and last time I've ever heard that. But that okay. was, it was odd. It was, I don't, maybe he was a believer in the People's Republic of Stroud, but. A kind of weird dystopian. <laughs> yeah, they have a flag and everything. If you're interested, definitely Google it. It's very bizarre. The flag of Stroud. The flag of, no, the flag of the People's Republic of Stroud. I believe there's like green and red and has a white star somewhere. I don't know. Um, something like that. The trouble with the People's Republic of Stroud mm. is that I feel like in 10 years time that would be a dictatorship. Yes, me also. Yeah. Um, also, Stroud's not very good at doing things. Like um, ages ago, I think it tried to start the Stroud Pound, which was its own currency. Okay. Yeah. Because um, this was the point where Stroud became a transition <laughs> town, which is like a whole specific kind of vibe of town, which I had to study in world development. But it basically means they're like this forward thinking, eco friendly, people centric town. Um, and one of the schemes that they thought of was their own currency, which isn't a bad idea for some situations. Um, implemented correctly but mm -hmm. when your currency is equal to a pound and you have to buy stroud pounds with pounds it kind of defeats the whole point yeah well given that given that stroud pounds are quite niche in their usability <laughs> and that real pounds are quite broad in their usability yeah. particularly within the uk yeah it feels like it would be a largely let's say uh let's say slightly Useless. less well-informed financial decision <laughs> to convert your currency to the stroud pound i might say as a non-stroud liver yes i would agree i think this was before i was aware of you know stroud's identity this was before my time but um <laughs> i mean there was this town in canada that was going through this um, economic crisis and mm. um, the way that they got themselves out, like no one had like so much unemployment, so little, mm. you know, no one could afford anything. And the way that they pulled themselves out of it was that they like used their own currency of like labor to exchange for other labor. So instead of requiring uh. money, they would build community service in which, you know, if you needed someone to build you a set of shelves, and you would drive their kids to school in the morning or something like that. You know, you'd exchange equal labor wow. for labor. And that's how people pull themselves out. So there is ways of specifically um, identifying a local area's problem and readjusting their relationship with currency. Stroud Pound, yeah. however, was not it. Was and, not one of them. And it just was a useless idea. Um, well, you know, I appreciate the initiative of Stroud. Uh, Stroud seems to have bucket loads of initiative. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I would say <laughs> I have looked up the the flag for the People's mm -hmm. Republic of Stroud. 
I'm not necessarily vibing with the colour scheme. No, me too. Um, there's a... Uh, Was it green, red and white? I can't remember. Yeah, so it's a kind of... It's not quite neon green, but it's uh-huh. like an... It's like a dark neon green, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And then, then quite an orangey red and then a white star in the Oof. middle. Yeah. I It, it feels a bit like... Um, I can't remember the name of the brand, but there was a packet of crisps with an alien on it. Oh, oh, I know. Space Raiders. Space Raiders. Yeah. It reminds me of Space Raider crisps, <laughs> which, you know, I'm not, I'm not dissing that for any reason, but... Um, A People's Republic should not remind you of Space Raiders. Space Raiders crisps. I feel like it's got to have more su- substance than yeah. a p- t- starchy potato snack. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, a starchy potato snack is the most substantial thing when, you, when you're when you back home from a long day. So maybe Fighting the power. Yeah, so maybe, you know, <laughs> instead of, like, instigating revolution, maybe they're just trying to empower you after a long day at work, you know? It's That's that, true. that specific nugget of empowerment that you need, very specific to just a need for a snack, you know? Yeah, okay. Well, that's... I can get on board maybe with that. Maybe they're trying to em- emulate... Em- emulate that that vibe yeah, yeah. okay yeah i don't okay. know i don't know why i'm defending them i really am not i'm not a fan maybe it's like <laughs> maybe there's something to be said about space raiders and the people's republic euro skeptics yeah. <laughs> maybe they are raiding the euro skeptics hearts <laughs> the people's republic of stroud Raiding the Eurosceptic's hearts. <laughs> I just, I am a little bit obsessed with Stroud now. It's a little You've bit really, um, of an eccentric place, I will say. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna come visit sometime if Yay! I, if, if I, maybe if I have a good tour guide. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we could record an episode on the streets of Stroud. <laughs> I, the people you meet in Stroud, Ed. Oh my goodness! There's a man who walks as ferret, but I mean, I've heard that most towns have a man who walks as ferret. So <laughs> the ferret man, maybe it's the same guy who goes on tour. Yeah, he goes on tour. Um, but you know, there's there's quite, there's a guy who plays piano um, on the high street who is dressed completely in this like jester outfit with a jester hat. Wow. Um, he just plays the same like six songs on the on the high street. Um, there's a lot of leafleting on the high street. Uh, Stroud is very like hippie, so there's a lot of like skeptic skepticism and anti-vax and all this stuff. So oh, is there? Yeah, um, and yeah, well, it's just very. It's a very quirky place, I will say. You, you can't have it all. You no, can't have it no. all. Yeah, and I yeah, I used to work at the health food shop there, and that was the best place to meet all of the quirky kids on the block. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you would get the people who, like, couldn't eat certain types of, you know, pasta <laughs> because they believed it was, you know, I don't know, just every conspiracy theory ever to do with mm. food. It mm-hmm. was there. It was present. Mm-hmm. GMO. Mm. That's not necessarily a conspiracy no, theory, but... GMO is pretty actually scientifically based, but... <laughs> quite a... I feel like it's controversial. That's yeah, what I was going controversial, for. Yeah. Controversial, yeah. not a conspiracy. No. What is a conspiracy theory relating to food then? Um, I'm trying to think of them. Shall I look some up? Yeah. Well, it's just like... 
high sensitivity to things like um, additives, preservatives. I mean, not that we had. I think the only thing in the shop that oh, we had that true. was an additive or preservative was in the chewing gum. I think it was the only thing that was allowed. Um, but I just have, you know, memories of ladies going, oh, no, 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 I don't eat that pasta because of blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people would have a... It's not conspiracy <laughs> theory. It's yeah. a really big problem. Palm oil, obviously, is a huge, a huge global problem. But, mm. I mean, people would go on rants to me about palm oil. And I'm like, uh, my family is in Indonesia in the palm oil industry, babe. I think... I know what's going on. I know on. a little bit more. There's no need to white explain <laughs> that to me. No, no. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, you crazy old lady. Thanks for white explaining, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is my lived experience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I, what I might do is for next week, I might um, gather some food and maybe some general conspiracy, general conspiracy theories for us theories. to discuss. Yeah. Well, it's the lead up to Halloween, so we could get all spooky. Oh my gosh, yeah, because yeah. next week will literally be the weekend before Halloween, and then yeah. the next episode will be going out on Halloween. Yeah, okay, we oh. can have a spooky lead up with some conspiracy th th theories, and then we can have a spooky episode. A spooky Halloween special. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, this is just one I just wanted to table now. Yeah. Because I looked up food conspiracy, seri conspiracy series, <laughs> and this is the one of the top things is um, and just buckle down because it's quite controversial. Okay. Do Starbucks spell names wrong on purpose? Yes, yes. I've heard this theory before as well. Yeah. Well, do you know? I I haven't clicked on the article. I article is a loose term here. Mm. Um. So I'm not entirely sure as to why this would so, be. So, basically, I believe, I read this theory a few years ago, and I felt like it was more prominent back then than now. But there was a whole, like, thing that Starbucks would spell your name wrong. And, and then people would post pictures of their wrong name on social media and, like, tell everyone about it. And it would uh. just be free advertising. Because, like, look, hee hee, they, they got my name completely wrong. It was back in the day, you know, when people would actually post pictures of their Starbucks and like yeah. Tee -hee, they got my name wrong and it would just kind of be a psychological like reminder that Starbucks is good or, you know, I should get a Starbucks or oh, so-and-so has gotten a Starbucks kind of thing. That's clever. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, actually. It's not a it's not a far-fetched cons conspiracy theory. I think it's very good marketing tool, actually. Yeah, to be honest. I also... I feel like that doesn't even really gain conspiracy theory status, no, to be fair. No, Well, there's a lot of things like that that are very... Mundane. Yeah, and actually, like, a lot of people thought <laughs> that the, 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 all the stuff about the tobacco industry prior to us discovering that tobacco was bad for you yeah conspiracy theory and then it was just proven so that's true <laughs> there is a lot like there is a, it's a blurred line i will say between yeah conspiracy theory and and sort of general skepticism rooted somewhat in fact and reality in fact well so if you were going to um is, let's say you're you're the ceo of a major coffee chain in the yeah. uk other coffee chains are available by the way yeah um 
if you were the CEO of a major <laughs> coffee chain in the UK and you wanted to start a conspiracy theory that was or or some kind of tactic mm. to boost advertising for free, what would you do? Oh god. That is such a good question. I feel like I feel like I would change drinks. So you change would, drinks. So like someone would order said drink and oh. we'd give them like maybe two di- there's two different drinks we could give them and it would just get a conversation started about like oh I loved this drink. I hate this drink. Like how could like yeah. I would polarize people's opinions on one drink and because they'd be two completely different drinks and one would be really loved. And then there'd be this whole like argument of like you'd you'd basically engineer this like marmite effect. Yes. Yeah, so you'd engineer a marmite effect. Love it or hate it, like kind of thing, you know? I like that. Because yeah. you could almost Well, so the one danger would be on the allergen spectrum. Yes. Yeah. I would ensure well, they had you know <laughs> the same allergen yeah. information. Yeah. Um Yes, but I like that. Mm. I'm trying to think because you could, um, would you like advertise that? Would you be like, oh, you'll get a different drink? Or is it just like, oh, no, you get a different drink? No, well, I would I would at first not tell anyone. So they'd be like okay. very similar ingredient wise, but they would just be completely different drinks. Um, and nice. they'd be similar price point wise. So you can get sued for that. Um, oh, yeah. But I would, you know, engineer this this thing. Some people hating it some people loving it and really polarizing people's opinions. So then there's a conversation going. And then once it's like a, you know, a global, not global, national thing, you know, people are talking about it. You mm. then start the marketing campaign. Um, and then you get more people to try to see if they love it or hate it. And then, uh. yeah. And then someone will find out because someone will be like, I think they're two completely different drinks. And then, you know, <laughs> and then it'll be like, ha ha. <laughs> Got yeah. you. What about you? What would your tactic be? Um. Well, my immediate re- reaction was to say I would put those um, like those big tubey inflatable things that you get at car car sales garages garages. You know those big like floppy things. What um for swimming. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> you know what like um car showrooms. Yeah. Outside they always have those like really long tall like they're like people but oh. they just flop around. <laughs> I would I just put those outside every shop. Different scale. <laughs> I was really confused. I was like, I don't know how you'd use them for swimming. <laughs> In no. fact I think they'd be a danger. <laughs> Oh, the little men that blow in the wind. Yeah. 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 Oh, what, outside every store? Every single store. Oh. Or maybe I would... Oh, I don't no, know. No, they maybe could I... weirdly... Right, so outside every store um, mm. in each town, you find someone in that town who lives in that town and, like, weirdly fashion the likeness <sighs> off them. So, oh like, gosh, someone yeah. who knows them will go past and go, oh, my God, that that looks just that like, man looks exactly like you. Like It's like Tony from Three Doors Down. Yeah. Tony, have you been to Ed Bucks today? Yeah. <laughs> no? Oh, my God, you should. And you should get all your friends and family to go yeah, as well. Yeah, it all looks like you, Ed. Ed, Tony, Tony. Boom. 
Yeah. yeah so Mark's no, I'm the owner of the chain. Sorry, I'm sorry, CEO, sorry, sorry, Tony, CEO yeah, of yeah. Ed Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> that would be incredibly narcissistic of me to make a statue about myself. Because <laughs> there'll already be a statue of me outside every single yes. chain. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. I feel like sometimes. What are they called? Busts. Busts. Yeah. Mm. I'd have a little bust of me, like, mm. um, like in GSA. Mm. Mr. There's Ian. a Mr. Ian Ricketts. Mm. We'd have a bust. Mm. Um, I feel like sometimes it's like really little things. Like, um, I don't know, like when um, I'm trying to think of a, an example. And you just change something really small about like the exterior of a place. And everybody that walks past goes, oh, what's that? I'm going to go and have a look. Yeah. It would be that. I'd like yeah. maybe turn a table upside down in the window <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> Or just make it look like you're renovating it. But it's actually yeah. just being cleaned. It's just the same. So you just put the like the, the sheet things in the windows and you turn yeah. the lights off and you put the little sign like renovation. Actually, the cleaner's just having a little clean. Yeah, and you've got to paint like, the inside of the window that says closed for closed for renovation. renovation. Yeah. And then people come in and are like, oh, okay. This is an wow. interesting renovation. Yeah. Yeah. God, these like are really that. not very cost-effective ways of marketing. I'm. It doesn't surprise me we're not on the marketing teams. <laughs> no, I know. These are some crazy cool ideas, but in terms of, you know, input to output, in terms of budget, income, and, yeah. and outcome, it's, uh, yeah, I don't... Well, I do, is it... Maybe it's because of COVID, but I don't think it is. But there has been a, a market drop in... Um, like exciting advertising recently yeah like you know you used to get like like somebody would do a flash mob as a marketing stunt or somebody would like i don't know put together a nationwide prank or that kind of thing it just doesn't happen anymore no like the most you get is a john lewis advert and they're getting worse every year this is true i'm excited for the this year's one but i will say i don't have high hopes to be fair no i have to say last year's was great. I can't remember last year's. Well, I kind of loosely know somebody that was in last ah. year's. But, see, this is the other thing, actually, because I say that, but I'm going to take it back because I do think that the John Lewis adverts are always top tier, but they only ever become top tier a couple of years after yes. they were released. With rose-tinted uh, glasses. Exactly. Because mm. we... Because nobody ever feels Christmassy at Christmas. Yeah. But people always yearn for the Christmassy feeling that they perceived themselves as having, having. Christmas two That's years so ago. That's so true. That's so true. So, what was your like, favorite? the minute... My favourite John Lewis advert? Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. I really liked um, The Man on the Moon. I did oh, like The Man on the Moon. even so though sweet. I remember when that came out and everybody's like, "What?" so there's just like a pervy old man on the moon <laughs> looking through people's windows. <laughs> I was like, no, there's a sad, lonely old man on the moon who just wants somebody to send him a gift on a balloon. But the tr- the sad my- reality is that it would take so long. I mean, that balloon would never reach the moon. Is, but I feel like pervy old men are also sad, lonely old men as well. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, this is true. <laughs> I feel like this is a lot to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> um. I really like the dragon one. I thought that was really cute. Um, yes but also yes. i think one of my favorite ones was like one of the really old original ones where 
he, the little boy is getting so excited on the lead up to Christmas and he's getting really excited. Penguin. And then, oh, the penguin. Okay, that was my favorite one actually. Yeah. No, a different one. Um, the and, and then he just, he, we think he's getting excited for Christmas and the presents and then it, he's giving the presents to his parents. <gasps> oh my gosh, yes, so I forgot. Sweet. Yeah, I think that's that one, one of the first. That one is a good one. Yeah. Is, um, was it the Elton John one last year? Or was that the year before? I don't remember. I've blocked out the bad ones from my brain. <laughs> I think um, so. I, th- I see Ed looking it up right now as we speak. Yeah, so I, um, I'm looking um, Yeah, I don't looking remember. It up. That was 2018, the Elton John one. I didn't uh, like the Elton John one, no, I'll be too. honest. No. I did think that it felt a little bit... Um, no, 2019 was the dragon one, where the dragon accidentally lights stuff on fire. Um, oh, yeah. And what was before the Elton John one? Was that the penguin one or Man on the Moon? Might have been the penguin, or maybe that was the Man on the Moon. I yeah, loved that was the penguin one. It was oh so good. Oh. So good. Do you know, I also really liked last year... Did you ever see... I, th- I think it was actually banned... Oh. The the band Christmas advert for it was something like it was some supermarket chain like Sainsbury's. Yeah. But I don't think it was Sainsbury's. But they um it was all about the, the orangutan. Oh. And um uh, and no, it was I like it, it was a message about like the palm oil trade, I think. Yeah. And it, they were saying like they were releasing the fact that they were no longer using palm oil in any of their products, mm, that kind of thing. Mm. That was good, and I think that got banned. banned? I can't remember. Yeah, For because what? it was um, oh maybe it was a Greenpeace advert. Oh, okay. Some um, some advert was banned. It was some advert that was banned because it mm. was apparently just too vile for children to oh see at Christmas. My God, the real Get a world. grip. Yeah. Welcome to the real world, kids. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. Yeah. Orangutans are dying every day I because know. of palm oil. They are. They are. They are. And we should tell our children this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, well, it's I very hard have to have a have a um, uh, palm oilless life. I will say it is. It's very difficult. But you can just you know start being more aware and mm. avoiding it if you can. But I will Do say you know... sorry, my chair keeps going <laughs> squeak squeak. <laughs> <laughs> no sorry go on after you oh i think i finished with my thought oh okay yes. sorry <laughs> well i was gonna say i was only gonna say that i think the saddest thing for me was the realization that nutella has palm oil in it no! yeah it does yeah and probably most chocolate spreads yeah that is a sad reality although and chocolate full stop yeah although i think you know i don't think like palm oil isn't inherently bad like as a product it's just the way that we structured the industry and the demand for it so if we it's the same thing with like meat and dairy if we just lessen the demand mm. then you know these really big kind of conglomeracies of um of toxic industries will not have as much as a demand and they might have to break down a little so yeah. i think we could all just make a little effort and just have our nutella just have just have allow it have, have your nutella, nutella but don't use shampoo oh <laughs> <laughs> what in general in life <laughs> just in life as a rule of thumb <laughs> nothing to do with palm oil just yeah. don't use it yeah no no completely yeah well use nutella as shampoo use nutella as shampoo yeah, yeah. just rinse thoroughly yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's no, that's some of the worst advice I've ever <laughs> ever heard, actually. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're lactose intolerant. Yeah. Yeah. Or just Or have a nut allergy. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you have a nut allergy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh dear. Or have just personal hygiene. All of the yeah. above is fair. Yeah. If you value your hair. Don't want to get it stuck together with palm oil and cocoa and nuts. Yeah. Well, on that jolly note, <laughs> <laughs> shall we leave it there for this week? Yes, let's, let's, let's. Oh, dear. Well, well thanks for joining us on this yeah, roller coaster of a, of a podcast this week. It's been lovely. <laughs> Hopefully, you have a lovely Sunday evening or whenever you're listening to us. Yeah. Um, and see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Lots of love. Bye.